This episode is basically going to have two intros. I love it. Let's be real here. This is Jessica. <laughs> this is Elsa. And this is the i2 podcast. Welcome. Episode number 2020. Oh my god. We're, we're almost legal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, stay tuned for our super exciting guest, Lika from In the Weeds. We're back. Hello. Episode 20. And we're here with... Lika! Yay! <laughs> um, oh, wait, we kind of did a quasi-intro. Whatever, this is a fun episode. We'll never get this right. <laughs> Maybe this during is, the next 20. This is 20. Closing <laughs> um, out the, tw- the, the teens. Mm-hmm. So, so also, you, you, you brought Lika on board, so you yes. tell us about Okay, her. so Lika is not only my neighbor, but she is a badass mama jamma. She is an award-winning... A business owner of In the Weeds Natural Skin Care, and um, I think we should let her introduce herself in the I'm next. Like, Tell me more. I know. <laughs> I want to leave you guys hanging with all her fabulousness. <laughs> so yeah, tell us. Oh, we're gonna, okay. We're gonna keep on going. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was gonna say um, I'm the owner of In the Weeds Natural Skin Care. I'm a licensed esthetician here in Texas, and I specialize in holistic practices and holistic remedies like herbs and flowers and fruits and infusions and essential oils, all that good stuff. And um, that's my passion. So I don't know the origin story, not that you're like Batman, but <laughs> but how'd you get started? Like, when did you get into it? So, um, my like I said, my business name is In The Weeds, and um, I used to be a cocktail waitress throughout my collegiate career. And In The Weeds is a service industry term that means that you are trying to catch up, mm-hmm. you have too many tables, you're just in the weeds and trying to get through the weeds and get out of it. So um, I went to school at Texas State. Ooh, Come got that, that bit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm outnumbered. Sorry, Roadrunner. <laughs> so I went to Texas State and I graduated with interior design and used to do floor plans and all those things. Um, and when the recession happened right before I graduated, I ended up getting a job at a furniture store in the Valley because I could not find a job up here to save my life. So I went back to the Valley, had to humble it up, and got a job at a furniture store, and I used to do all of their displays. Okay. So all their, you know, beddings and frames and lamps and all that thing. So I ended up getting a back injury there, and it was less than a year after I graduated, and I was, you know, immobile. I was in bed. I couldn't move, and I ended up gaining about 70 pounds in about eight months, and, you know, just changed my life. So, um, I couldn't really do the job anymore. I actually lost my promotion that I had been hired to do because of my injury. I was a liability, so I decided to go to school to be a makeup artist because I had such this art background with, you know, all my life, and instead of doing, um, that when I was in school I discovered that I'm really really good at making skincare products because we had this um, group project to make like an exfoliant mm-hmm. super easy get sugar get olive oil mixed together but I break out to everything everywhere mm-hmm. for a million different reasons I was like I'm not gonna put olive oil on my face <laughs> started doing some research because half the time of my day I was like on a heating pad or you know I was on a lot of medication at the time so um, I tried my hardest. It was almost like that movie uh, Memento, where he like leaves these notes for himself because I was like so drugged up that I couldn't remember the task of the day before. So I'd write these notes to myself because 
Like, this medication was just, like, it was a lot. That is so intense. So, yeah, I went through this really big struggle, and even when I was at the furniture store, it's like I'm trying to get better, and it's like everyone thinks, like, you're faking it, and you're just, like, struggling to, like, get through your day. So, fast forward again to school. So, I was doing these skincare products, and I was half the time on my laptop, you know, on a heating pad, started doing all this research, and... One of the massage therapists at the school had introduced the class to essential oils. I was intrigued. And the thing is, because of all that weight I had gained, I started a juicing diet. And I juiced for two out of my three meals a day for the majority of six months. Mm -hmm. And lost like 55 pounds of that. I gained a little bit back. But at one point, you know, my heaviest weight <clears throat> was around 255. Mm. So I was just trying to, and the thing is when you put on all that much weight for my back, like it's already, you know, difficult. And then mm -hmm. my chest got bigger and they haven't gotten smaller and it's just like, that's the last thing you want. But and um, you're tall to begin with too. Yeah. I'm super, yeah, I'm pretty tall. I was just telling her that I was actually, she was taller. Yeah. What? I used to be just under six feet and my back injury from the injury, I kind of lost like about an inch. Oh wow. So I used to be, um. Yeah, even taller in the valley. I was taller than the majority of the men. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Down in McAllen. Makes so, sense. Um, but yeah, so I'm a little over 5'10 right now. But I um, was trying to just lose that weight. Just And the thing is, when I was juicing, I just noticed my skin was feeling better. I had more energy because those drugs like kind of just put this like mental weight on you too. So I had this physical weight and this mental weight. And so I took that concept of the juicing and these raw, raw, you know, vegetables and fruits and put that into skincare and the majority of our skincare um, is well a lot of it's raw and if it's not raw it's only been melted to combine it with something else mm -hmm. so we don't so does it have to be refrigerated um, no there's only one product our face cream that we tell people don't leave it in the car if you're at a show leave it in your purse but um, once it hits room temperature it's fine cool and I'm kind of obsessed with it mm -hmm. it took me like two and a half years to finish it it was kind of a high five yeah it's called high five I should I should bring else in um, it's called High Five, and it's five essential oils. It was like High Five, we're finally done. And we also debuted it on Tingle the Mile. Yay! So, it's really cool. So it's just kind of, um, when that whole injury happened with my back, it's like my life was in the weeds. So it kind of also sounds like I'm going through the weeds to find these herbs, to put in these um, products, and it's like a, I'm a little herbal chemist, <laughs> which is like a, kind of like an oxymoron, but yeah, that's what I do. I love that double meaning of the of the name. Yeah. So, what year was it that you launched? Um, I started. I did my first farmers market in October of 2012, but I didn't get my DBA till February of 2013, which is, was funny because I actually got my DBA before I got my like I was in business while I was in school. Mm. Wow. It was just kind of like I'm doing this because I was so broke from not being able to work. I was living with my parents at 28, 29. Super cute. It was just like, <laughs> like, this was like not where I thought I was going to be, you know? Yes. Like, I was like, I'd already graduated. I was ready for my career. Yeah. And then, boom, slap in the face. You know, life's what happens when you're busy making plans. Yeah. For sure. It's not a straight line. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially in business. No one can see that. Squiggles. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, and one of our sayings is uh, my bestseller, which I developed for that school project, won a grant. And the grant paid for my website and the first like sticker labels that went on my products. And it's made with organic lemons, so I say like when I pens you lemons, 
make doll face. That is so amazing. So that's what I love. And it that's so the name much. of our bestseller. So isn't it crazy? Like, do you ever think how you would have gotten started if you didn't get that opportunity or you hadn't have had that chance to receive that grant? Like, you just took an opportunity that what that you earned and ran with it. Yeah. And what what it, I felt like I'd already lost everything at one point. Uh, I was like so depressed like who's gonna want me like this like I couldn't even sleep without being propped up it was just like very debilitating yeah so it was just kind of you know you're I was down and out and I you know it's almost that I've told people if I went to school for business I wouldn't be in this business Mm -hmm. it had to happen like this and it's funny where like life leads you when you Mm -hmm. know you just like if you listen to there's so many signs out there Mm -hmm. and I was so paying attention because at that point I was like desperate like, give me a sign, give me a sign. And there's so many out there if you just pay attention. And yeah. I feel like half the time people are not listening to the signs or they have the signs and they don't go with it because they're scared. Yeah. And, you know, I just, you never know when you might lose something, like lose your quality of life or whatever. Like, we don't have time to be wasting. And the other thing is, like, not only were you, I mean, you obviously were worthy of the grant, but you were also prepared and you knew like what you wanted to do with the grant and that's to say that it just kind of came to you at the time of your life where you could use that as a jumping pad to something bigger and that grant was especially difficult because I walk into the room and this was with the McAllen Chamber of Commerce and the judges are seven men and I'm gonna give them all a jar and I have before and after pictures I have pages of testimonials but I'm just, as soon as I walk in the room, it's like I can like hear my own like throat gulping and I'm just like, how am I supposed to convince these guys about skincare? Like, how am I supposed to do this? And it's almost like I gave them so many reasons, like this and this and this and this, that they couldn't tell me no. Yeah. And so um, that one was the first grant. I won three in total. Mm-hmm. That's but that, amazing. But that one was the only one that was for a specific product and that's the product that started the business yeah and so with that did you ever hear from the because I was listening to a podcast the other day and for the life of me I can't remember which one it was but it was also two women business owners and they were talking about how it's hard to present like you have a, a mostly female health skincare demographic uh-huh and present it to men who yeah. are going to be the quote-unquote like um oh god venture capitalists like they're the ones that are going to give you money and so what they're saying is that a lot of them will go home tell their wives about it and then if the wife has a good reaction to it or like a positive feedback then they'll go with with the um business yeah yeah and it's so funny you say that because you know once they had opened the jars technically in my you know perspective those jars are contaminated i have i can't sell them they've been opened they've been touched and i wanted them to do that they took the jars home, and, like, two of the judges' uh, wives are still my customers. Oh, oh my you see? Um, that is yeah. so awesome. But the thing is, they had to make that decision before talking to the wife. Like, we literally had they, you know, other people went in after us, and then um, they had to make the decisions that day. They still took the products home, but the decisions were made before they left that day. Wow. So. But yeah, it's so funny because I remember one of them being in a store when my dad <laughs> – I had shipped products to the Valley for my dad, and he took you – know, he's been really supportive, but <laughs> – took the products to one of the stores that they were at and ran into a guy that was literally purchasing my product at that moment and um you know explained that he's like yeah I was one of the judges and now my wife is sending me over here to buy this product (laughs) and what does your dad say my dad just you know I think that he 
I expired, inspired him in a, in a way because he's always done woodwork and he you know has his own little hobby um, and you know sells some pieces here and there. But sometimes it's like he looks at me like he can't believe he 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 can't believe I did I've done all this. But at the same time, he's just like, how did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like crazy. And then of course my mother, uh, not to say that she's not supportive, but at the beginning was just like you need to get a job. And even when I was in San Antonio, you need to get a job. You're too broke. And I was just like, I can't. Like, if I get a job, I'm not going to have the time to focus on this. And I know that this is going to fail. I think sometimes parents worry that. It's going to be difficult, yeah. Right. They want the best for us, and they want us to not starve. (laughs) So they worry. My sister's a server, or was a server for a while, and then she went into baking. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, you did a four-year degree at UTSA. Like, what were you thinking? You know, like yeah. stuff like that. They were worried that she was going to struggle like they did when they first moved to the country. Yeah, Jason, my brother, is um, a server up in Austin at a really nice restaurant. And it's funny, like, the last time we were all together as family, like, he's picking up the tab. I'm just like, <laughs> he's making good money. And, and, you know, he's happy doing what he's doing. So, you know, who am I to say whatever happiness is measured to somebody else? But mm-hmm. And some people are very happy and content with that. But I just feel like... I want to create jobs. I want my employees to be like a family. I want them to, I've told them like, I want y'all to like me, but I'm still your boss. Yeah. You know, but, um, it is important. I actually had a girl that wanted an interview and I couldn't meet her at the time she was available. And I said, I'll pay for half of your lift to get over here. Cause she, she has a car on the weekends, but not during mm-hmm. the week because of her husband. So or her fiance. And I was just like, bring her kids. She was like, bring her, she brought her kids with the car seats for an interview. Oh my had, gosh. Had my, um, administrative assistant babysitter kids for a little bit so she can do the interview and I was like I'll pay for your lift on the way back so it was just like I want them to see like I will work with them if we keep an open line of communication right so so it's because you it's an artisanal product I want it to be like a family an artisanal family so yeah you know I'd rather I want my employees to be happy and happy employees don't leave (laughs) right that's I mean that's so like refreshing to hear (laughs) the thing is this is me, like, is my, um, my, for lack of a better term, my work wife, Brittany, my administrative assistant, um, she has kids, and I, I totally forgot about car seats and stuff like that, and so it's just ladies coming in and bringing these car seats, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that's, like, a legal thing, that you yeah. have to have car seats for certain ages, but Brittany's looking at me like, I know damn well you don't have kids, Miss <laughs> Lika, because, you know, because I was just like... You know, I'm not, I, I like kids, but it's just I'm not really around them a lot. So, yeah. I don't know, I totally went over my head that the, the measures that this girl went through to come there, and it's just, I admired her as much as she had admired me for helping her out. So, yeah. I was like, I want somebody that wants to work. So, it worked out. That's awesome. So, I feel like we kind of, I we got sidetracked, but after you got the grant, mm-hmm. then what? I moved happened? to San Antonio. Um, for a relationship that didn't work out but funny enough like two weeks before that relationship was done done I got best of the city and I was like we broke up and I was like I, well I'm not gonna go back to the valley you don't win best of the city you know from San Antonio <laughs> magazine and go back home. home so I was like make it work make it work and that's when literally I found this you know the live work units that mm-hmm. you and I live in and it was meant to be and it's been awesome I'm so glad and the thing is if we had broken up six months before or six months after, it wouldn't have happened. Like, mm-hmm. everything has been like it was supposed to happen. That is way. so crazy. Know, like, <laughs> the geese pimples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but I moved to San Antonio, got best of the city. Um, I had a storefront for a brief time, but it was just kind of hard to be 
in production and keep a store open. So yeah. I learned I don't want a store. I want to be in stores. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be working on a manufacturing facility that will still be like a drop-off pickup kind of for our business. Um, and then that will be a stepping stone to a future place in the future because it's just been kind of a, a slow and steady growth. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel i just kind of been trying to make the right decisions at the right time. You know, as you know, only one out of ten small business owners succeed. So um, I want to be one out of those yeah. ten, but I just try to make decisions that aren't going to, you know, totally drop the ball. <laughs> like yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you do something wrong or FDA labels or if you're on a, like the last thing I'd want is to get into a store and then all of a sudden they're like, all your labels wrong, you have to pull all of these products. And I'm like, no. Uh -huh. So... I try to cross my T's and dot my I's and, you know, just take it a day at a time because I'm also taking on employees and stuff like that. So, um, it costs money to make money. So we got to make sure that it's coming in and, but yeah, but I, it's been great. It's been a good last year and a good this year. Yay. Last year we were at a gifting suite in LA yeah. and then we were in the LA fashion magazine a few mm -hmm. times oh, wow. and then we were at Miami swim week and their gift bags. And then uh, we were in the VIP front row gift bags at some of the New York Fashion Week shows. Yeah. Wow. And then you were a, a I mean, part of the Oscars like? swag bag too, right? Or one of the... Yeah, that was the first LA trip. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, all of last year, it was Lika was from coast to coast to coast to coast. It was amazing. Yeah. So I drove to LA twice, but Miami Swimming in New York, the products were there. I wasn't physically there, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, it was a crazy year, and it's kind of like last year was the resume builder, and this year was like, okay, who is this person? We want to, like, do business with her, which is really cool because, you know, sometimes, like, even myself, you kind of like, what has this person done when you're looking at somebody else's resume? I almost send my resume to anybody that I'm wanting to even wholesale my products so they know, like, I'm somebody that can complete the job hmm. because, you know, I don't know, like... You want to know that people have stamina, like that they're not just going to be like, oh, this is a really quick deal. And then, you know, I wouldn't want to invest in a business if I was a store owner that next thing you know, they're not here anymore or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's how I think. So, yeah. Okay. I'm ready with my You're questions. You're looking at me funny. Oh, no. I thought you could. <laughs> I, was, I feel like I had a drink. <laughs> Girl, it's fun No, I thought I had inter interrupted you mm -mm. with one of your other questions. Okay, so with that, I know owning your own business and being a female entrepreneur is like a whole nother ball game. What three tips would you give people looking to start their own business? Um, I don't know if I have three, but I have one that's really big. Um, actually, okay. Never mind. Although, so I'll, I'll do the big one last. The first one would be, like I said, um, once you get to the point of having employees, happy employees don't leave. It costs money to train them. Mm -hmm. So um, make them happy. Have If you can't pay them, buy them lunch. You know, buy them, do other like little perks. Like I have, you know, my employees have a little um, kind of like a rollover. Every single month they get so much value so they can get a product and take it home because I want my employees oh, to be using yeah. my products. Yeah. So they get, you know, free products for me and, um, you know, family discounts and stuff like that. Um, whoops. You're drunk. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one would be, 
The other one uh, would be being patient. I am been known, uh, especially in my family, I'm not a very patient person. And uh, this business has definitely tested my patience at times where sometimes you have to wait. The time is not right. And as much as you want to do it or you have this idea, sometimes you have to wait for um, the right time. And then the last one, which is the big one, would be you can't have a business unless you're super rich and somebody else is already running it for you unless you sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You're going to sacrifice relationships. You know, you I heard I just had a three. I've been having a three year long business relationship. Um, you know, there's times where people have weddings or this and that, and it's on a Saturday, and I have a market the next day. Like yeah. you miss things, and yeah. then there's just you know you sacrifice money. Like I've never been so broke in my life as I have. Um, actually, the first summer I lived here, mm -hmm. I had like twenty five dollars to my name from the sales from the weekend to the next week, and I was out of dog food. Guess who's getting food? And guess who's eating ramen? Like <laughs> that was three summers ago. And um, just because the summertime is like my summer season, but you have to be able to sacrifice a lot. And if you're not going to do it, then I don't want to say you don't deserve it, but you kind of don't. And also, like, and if it was easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. Like, Nothing is tough. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, a lot of people see the glory, mm -hmm. but girl, there are times I'm crying on the phone, <laughs> and Lord knows I'm probably getting my period, or there's or there's retrograde going on, or whatever, something's happening, I'm just a mess, like, I don't know, but I, the thing is, I've never, ever truly wanted to quit, and there are times where everyone's like, why am I doing this, I'm crazy, yeah. and everyone, every business owner has that, but that, you know, you have to just suck it up, buttercup, yeah. because otherwise, you know, then you're just like everybody else that failed, like... Mm. Nine out of ten don't make it. Like, that's a big number, and I've known that since the very beginning. So it's just like, and I honestly tell people if I had known what it entailed in the beginning, because I just went with it, I don't know if I would do it. Like, I really don't know now. But the thing is, now I'm in it, and yeah. like, I love what I do. Yeah. But if somebody had told me this, uh -huh. I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I would have. <laughs> yeah, that is exact. I don't remember what it was. I was like on some panel or they were asking me some kind of question and I said the exact same thing because you don't really, you're like, yes, this is what I want to do. I have a passion for this. I know what I'm talking about and I think it's going to work. So let's go for it. But then you run into like the DBAs and the LLCs and the yeah. the purchasing and the buying and then like dealing with vendors and just and, how much and that's just month, like a third of the stuff that you have yeah, to worry and just about how much it costs you a month to say you have a business like uh -huh. when I found out what my number was I was like I have to make how much a year just to break even mm -hmm. this is ridiculous mm -hmm. but um, the other thing I was gonna say as far as like tips is that what other, for lack of better words I need a, I really need a better word than sucks but what really <laughs> sucks is that every single time you get to a certain level that you have mastered and you get to the next level, which is exactly what you think you want, but it is really what you want. But as soon as you get to that level, there's something else you don't know yeah. that you have to master there too. So it's always, a, I had to give into that at one point because at, at one time it made me kind of frustrated. I was like, I just got really good at this and now I have to learn all over again. But that's part of growing and once you accept it, then you know everything's crazy, but... It was just really tough at one time to be like, you know, like I, I felt like you, you constantly feel like you can't keep up. Yeah, because there's always something to learn. Yeah, exactly. but I think that's important because if you stop learning, I feel like that's the point. In no, which it's actually you don't depends, want yeah. it anymore, or you just like aren't hungry for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's definitely something that. You have to... Yeah, it's funny you say that because I I feel like 
I always used to say, like, I wish I could be, like, a college student forever because I loved college, but, <laughs> you know, obviously. But um, the, I get the satisfaction of the learning stage once I just realized what it was, like, and accepted it. Like, I actually kind of, like, don't feel so overwhelmed because now I'm just like, hey, like, that's what's supposed to happen. Because before it just felt like I couldn't, like, keep up or I was in the weeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now that's just like, no, this is part of my growth. And people that are other business owners that are around you know that too so sometimes they know what stage you're at so if you just keep an open line of communication they usually you know don't give you too much of a hard time if they're just like oh totally got you like you know is there anything I can help you with so um sometimes I'm a little bit too blunt but at the same time I don't know kind of I feel like women struggle with that one I certainly do and I feel like that's probably why I haven't kept as many freelancers not to mention like our pay rate isn't great um but are we blunt and would another like would a dude think about being blunt i don't care no but i'm saying like they would never yeah actually that happened to me last year um i wrote an email that was taken the wrong way and you know i don't not to be too filtered but somebody came up to me a, a man and actually two guys came up to me and said Lika, you know you're getting they're giving you a hard time but if a man had written that yeah you know they wouldn't be a problem and the other guy said you know because you don't have a penis and I was just like true because I, I couldn't understand really why I was getting reprimanded I was like I was to the point I was blunt I didn't it took me an hour to write that email I had to make a trip to the valley I was trying to beat traffic but I didn't say anything that was condescending right. or derogatory so I didn't really understand the heat but I've gotten that before where I'm just kind of like it was just more like Direct because I didn't fluff it up and put kittens and bows on put, it. I'm sorry. I'm just checking in. <laughs> sorry to bother. Hi everybody. Hope you're having a great day. It was kind of like okay, people. Bullet points and then big red letters of every single title of the bullet points. To this is the key point and this is all the extra uh-huh. of that bullet point. But I'm sorry, I didn't fluff it up. You didn't end with the unicorn glitter on your signature. Yeah. <laughs> Not for that email. But it was just, like, that's happened before where um, sometimes, you know, I don't think, you know, it's fair. And, you know, I make it clear that I don't think it's fair. Yeah. And, but you know what? Um, I was raised in a household of strong women. And the guys know that we're all the talkers. <laughs> you know, my mom, my sister, and I. Um, and I, obviously, my dad likes it. If, you know, my mom's always been like that. So. <laughs> yeah, my brother just puts up with it at this point. But, you know, he knows me mean well, which is why my mother gets away with everything. Because she means well. Uh-huh. And she drives me crazy, but she means well. <laughs> um, but she does. She has a really great heart. But, you know, mothers are mothers. And that's, you know, I'm sure if I was a mother, I'd be like, 10 times worse than her. <laughs> in the weeds is your baby. Yeah, in the weeds. Yeah, people have told me, like, Lika, you have a baby. It's called in the weeds. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, so then... Do you, that leads me kind of to my next question. Have you, in the whole like vendor scene or the entrepreneur scene, have you run into uh, like male driven, what am I trying to say? Like guys that treat you differently because you're a woman business owner? Oh yeah. Really? I'm actually going through something like that right now. Really? So how do you kind of overcome it? Um, one, um, I try to avoid them, but, um, it just, it's funny because I feel like to my face, they'll be like, oh, hi, whatever. But from other people I hear, you know, I think it's just like a jealousy thing. It's like, I'm sorry that I've been busting my butt. And like another sacrifice is that, you know, I don't have kids. 
I'm not married. This is my life. This is my baby mama, my Sancha, you know, <laughs> everything. So, and, you know, and my child. So, um, at the same time, it's like, I'm sorry I'm successful, but I'm putting in more than you are. So, I should be getting better results. And if yeah. I wasn't getting the results for all the time invested, like even in a relationship, then why would I be doing it? You know, um, the other thing that just bothered me recently is that I found out that one of the men that is in my working circle referred to me as the lesbian. Mm. And that was just like, you know, and I, you know, I am a lesbian. Yeah. But I was going to say, <laughs> you weren't wearing your lesbian shirt. I know. I wasn't wearing my, like, pride, you know, yeah. shirt that day. But it was just, um, it's one thing to say, oh, she's a le- she is a lesbian, like, as a fact, to it being kind of derogatory, you know, the lesbian. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. kind of like, why would you it's say, all in why the would you say that? Yeah. Like, why would you say that to somebody that knows me and it just... And, and and the thing is, what hurt me is that um, he doesn't even know that I know that he said that. I have not seen him since I was told he said that. Um, but just kind of bothers me because I thought we were like on better terms. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's just been other incidences too where, you know, sorry if you're threatened, yeah, <laughs> men. <laughs> That's disappointing. Yeah. So, but um, you know what? It could be a woman too, and. I'd probably treat it the same way, but because trust me, women can be nasty too. Um, one thing that I've really loved about being associated with NABO, which mm-hmm. is the National Association of Women Business Owners. Oh uh, yes, and you won what? Uh, twenty eighteen Business Owner of the Year. Wow. I know she's a big wig. So, <laughs> but the thing is, you totally need to get in with NABO. Oh, what okay. I love about NABO is like it's almost like a, it's like against their rules to be that chatty chatty girl that gossips and causes problems Mm -hmm. there are women that support you that will offer their help to you and it's amazing but um i love that i found them because there are women out there that just you know they want what i have or they want like the success or whatever but trust me i have crawled like shawshank redemption through a mile (laughs) half of shit and came out cleaning like essential oils at the end So I have gone through the grit of it. I feel like everything that I have been awarded, I have earned. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm just getting started. But girls can be tough, too. So we can't just blame it on the men. Yeah. I don't want to be like the lesbian no. man-hater. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the thing about Nabo is that they're awesome. And I really um, recommend them to any small business owner. Um, they're nationwide, but the San Antonio chapter is one of the biggest ones. So. And what does it stand for? National Association of Women Business Owners. Okay. And what's really cool, there was 86 um, people that were nominated, mm-hmm. and then they had 15 finalists, and only four won, and I was one of them. And I was up against like clinical trials of Texas, a law firm, um, like these really, like, yeah. and here I was just like, hi. <laughs> but, you know, they, they heard my story, and... You know, you know, made it happen. Yeah, they they heard my story and they asked me this one question during my interview that was, uh, and I was like feeling like a rock star. What's funny is that that was the day that I was meeting with H E B and uh-huh. pitching to the buyers. So I had one meeting with them followed by them, and I was feeling like amazing that day. Got my eight hours of sleep, and uh, they asked me this question like, "How have you changed from when you started this business?" To now, and my eyes, I was just like, "Whoa, that's a heavy question." Yeah, like even now, I'm kind of like <laughs> goosebumps. But um, just because I remember the injury, I remember 
the heating pad. And I, like, I just literally almost sometimes can't fall asleep without being on a heating pad. Super sexy, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just remember the struggle of, like, everything. And that, you know, the brokenness. And it's just, like, almost like my in-the-weeds life flashed before my eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I answered this question. I was, like, almost in tears. I was like, I have my fake eyelashes on. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to be photographed today because I hate wearing fake eyelashes. But... Um, but yeah, it was just kind of crazy. So they, and I, I was so ecstatic that I won. It's but, very poetic. Yeah, I know. Like that question, and then you having to answer it and reflect on. Yeah, because I was wearing my, you know, I'm tall. I was wearing my five inch heels, oh. had my blazer on, and I was feeling amazing. Like, what do y'all have to ask me? And then they asked me that question, and I looked up, and the woman right across, her eyes were like swollen red. Like two of the women were almost crying there with me. It was like amazing, and I went to meet my uh, work wife, Melissa, and I was like, I think I'm a contender. <laughs> I was like, they made me cry, like, so, um, but, yeah, and the thing is, like, Brandon, I am like a crier, like, I am that girl, but um, I wasn't expecting that, and just, it was almost like a, in the heart, kind of, in a good way, like, mm-hmm. where, like, you, remembering the day you gave birth to in the weeds, like, that, like how moms get, I'm like, yeah. every single year, my mother, I was so happy I was having a girl, <laughs> like, you know, so, I kind of felt that way with that question, but, yeah, it's been a crazy ride, like, and I've, uh, I can't say I've enjoyed every minute of it, but I've learned, at least from the bad moments, too, and that's important, so, yeah, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, it's been good. What do you say is what would you say is the most difficult part of being a business owner? Uh, for me, probably time management. Mm-hmm. Just it's hard to have a relationship, go to the gym, um, get laid, work, <laughs> run a bit. You know, it's like all these things. Like you're not yeah. getting if you have five things, you're lucky if you're getting three. Yeah. Like I'm lucky if I have my work days, the gym. And, you know, I get to see my friends, mm-hmm. but you don't get all of them at the same time. Yeah. It really is, you have to really kind of balance that. It, it's doable, but you have to spread it out. So, so I, uh, some of my friends are like, come on, Lika, like, and I feel like a bad friend sometimes, but yeah, they know what I'm doing. They know that I'm working hard so that, you know, we can have more time in the future. But, but that's probably my difficult thing is time management. Do you... I mean, obviously, work life work balance is pretty much non-existent, especially when you work and live in the same area. Yeah. Um, which I can say, at least I have that kind of separation. Like, if I leave the store, of course I'm going to bring like my computer home with me or something. But I'm not surrounded by clothing all the time, like yeah. you are with your products. Yeah. So how do you instill some kind of work balance? Like, do you have any tools to help you get any kind of separation? To- um, I really try not to bring like products into my bedroom anymore. Like I used to have to like label in front of them before I had employees. Mm-hmm. Um, the most I'll do is my laptop. Um, but I also just try to get out sometimes mm-hmm. because even if I swear it's just like going to like the fruit that and getting a fruit cup, mm-hmm. even though I'm like eight dollars for this, I could buy all these fruits and then like three of these. <laughs> well, what fruit did did you go to? Oh, right now? Dang. Well, it's because I get the gummy bear and they charge two. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. They have really good rusas though. I know. Yeah. So, but I'm just like, even if it's just like to get out of the house or whatever, um, 
I, like I said, I do have three dogs, and it does help. Like, there are some days, even if it's freezing or it's, you know, super hot, um, just to go for that walk because it is kind of like a break. And I'm not usually thinking about work on that walk. And it's, you know, I'm usually with my dogs, and they're sniffing something or whatever. But, um, yeah, um, that would just be – I need to be better about, like, taking some vacations and time off. Hopefully I can do that next month. But, um you know, it's always been when I had the time, I didn't have the money. When I had the money, I didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. How would you define success? How would I define success? Somebody asked me that. Um, I was recently um, in SA Woman Magazine, and it was, uh, I got one of the four successful entrepreneurs under mm-hmm. 40. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because at the time it happened, I can't remember what was going on. But I was just like, well, I wonder how they measure success because they're not doing it by my bank account because, you know, like I said, it costs money to make money. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I just kind of feel like the pride that, so I used to feel like I need, I wanted my parents to be proud of me. Like they were people like that, you know, now they cannot get them to shut up about how proud they are of me. <laughs> but at the time, I think that because I'd gone through this big, um, depression with my back injury and just kind of feeling like how am I supposed to be like the best version of me like I can never be as good or something like that I don't know what I was thinking but um it's like I needed them to be proud of me and now it's funny that they tell me all the time like I don't need them to tell me that they're proud of me like I'm so proud of myself Uh and it's kind of like when you go to the gym. Some people go like sweating for the wedding or whatever and all these things. They have different motives. Like when you go for yourself, like that's like a success in yourself because you're valuing, valuing yourself. And I think that um, I'm kind of a person that needs affirmations, like even in my relationships, from my family or whatever. Like I wanted people to tell me. Like my mom would be like, of course I'm proud of you. Well, I want to hear it sometimes. But now like, <laughs> I'm like, mom, like, got it. <laughs> Like, you don't need it anymore, but, um, like, and that's kind of, and that's something I was saying at the NABO when they asked me that question, too, is that I write on my, um, mirror in the bathroom with dry erase, and sometimes, like, you know. Oh, that's cool. so, like, one, it says focus right now, it says learn, grow, execute, um, but the thing is, I was telling the NABO ladies that it's funny (laughs) because it's, like, at first, I would try to believe it, and I had reached a point where I already had. Mm. And, like, that, to me, was, like, the most moving part. It was, like, all the things I used to write on the mirror, like, that I was trying to tell myself. And, like, then you reach this day where, like, well, like, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I, don't, I don't really know how it happened, but. So what do you have written on there right now? Um, I can only control me, which is something Margo had given me when I'd gone through my breakup. It's a book that's not even about breaking up, but. It teaches you about how much control you have for yourself, and you can cannot, you cannot you cannot control others. So if somebody does something to you, there's no point in getting so upset about it because you can't control it at all. You have to move on. You can have like a little pity party for a second, but you have to move on. Um, it says that. It says focus in big words, and it says learn, grow, execute. Um, it says always find the silver linings. And the last thing I actually just wrote to uh, myself yesterday was, go to the gym. Your future self will thank you. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and so I went today because I saw it when I woke up and I was like, 
like, <laughs> because I've gotten off my schedule and I it was making me feel physically better with my back. I've noticed my back's been hurting more since I haven't been going, but um, hey, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> went to the gym today. <laughs> I love it. You're messing it up with this point. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So, who inspires you? Um. It's difficult because I want, like, a local question. I want to try to think of, like, a person here in town, but you would ask me this earlier, and one thing that I'd always really loved, and even when I was in aesthetic school, um, we'd always have, like, this going away party um, for all the girls that graduated because we graduated at different times, and I gave all the oh. girls a frame because we were the ladies in white because we had to wear white scrubs, mm-hmm. which is horrible, <laughs> but um, gave all the girls a frame, and it was from a Bethany Frankel quote that says... Um, it doesn't matter what you do, but do it well. Mm-hmm. And I love that Bethany Frankel was so poor on the first season of Real Housewives of New York, and now she's probably like the richest one there. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, and she's self-made. And she was hustling, and you know, I just respect somebody that puts in the time because I have literally done like 525 shows mm-hmm. where I've loaded up my truck, unloaded products, tents, cinder blocks, in the sun, I've been in 110 degrees, I've been in 20 degrees. Yeah. Like, I have done hundreds, I could do a blindfolded if I needed to. Mm-hmm. But um, Bethany Frankel just was a hustler. But um, it's kind of also hard because in Nabo, like you walk into this room, I was at the, the annual meeting a couple months ago, and it's like 160 women, they're all business owners. And it's almost like you can feel the power in that room, it's amazing. It's just, and like Cece Smith was the last president, uh, Shirley is the new one, and like these women, it's just like, I thought I was a badass. Like, this room is filled with women that have done this story, too. Like, it's crazy. Um, And they're all not bitchy. They're not all gossipy. They're like, seriously there to support you. Like, hey, you need insurance? Call Shirley. Hey, you need like, this kind of printing? Call this person. So it's kind of, like, the whole Nava organization, I'm like, totally like in love with them but um, they are my local peeps um but I just feel like it's the business that we're in sometimes can be lonely because people don't really get like what it entails sometimes Uh so sometimes I just feel like inspired by somebody that like gets what I'm doing and they could be doing something like be a business owner but something totally different but just having that like therapy talk where you're just like they actually know what I'm talking about. Like sometimes I'll talk to other people, you know, that have um, regular nine to fives or whatever, and it's kind of like, okay, Lika, like stop talking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I need a therapist right now because I don't know what I'm doing. But it's just like to go to these people. And I told Shirley and Cece, I was like, I'm going through some growing pains. You know, the last time I met with them, and uh, you know, because they all like every president comes to meet you for drinks, and I met them right at the transition, so I got to have drinks with both of them, which was awesome. Um, but they're like, how's business going? So I was like, just kind of going through some growing pains, like, you know, new employees coming in and other ones going out, but, you know, just, you know, good things. So, but it's kind of hard. And as a famous celebrity inspiration, I would say Bethany Frankel has, um, really inspired me. And then, you know, the local women here are just, are just people that get it, you know, because sometimes it can be a little lonely when you're like up late at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning in the kitchen. Like, there's been a time where I went to the bar and somebody um, I met, talked about my business, put in an order that night while I'm at the bar. And when he happened to order, 
have a large order that I didn't have it made. What did I do? Go home at two o'clock in the morning and make it. How soon did you turn that over? The next, like two days later. He was leaving out of town and it was for like oh. a conference or something. It was like a really unique situation, but uh-huh. I was like, dropped my friend off. I was like, bye friend. I gotta go, uh-huh. you know, Crank home. And, yeah, it's like, I think it's on my Instagram. Like, what do you do when somebody at a bar orders a big order? You go home and you make it. Yeah. So. That's intense. And that's because the ingredients for that um, item hadn't come in till that day. So I just <gasps> hadn't made it yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just do what you gotta do. That's crazy. What would you tell teenage Lika? <laughs> before Texas State? <laughs> <laughs> yes, before Texas State. Um, like, what would you tell high school Lika? I don't know. I feel like a totally different person than that person. Um, I would say at that time, I don't know, maybe like, I don't feel like I was mean to people, but I feel like I was kind of shy, so I wish I'd been not necessarily like nicer, but more like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm a little in my head sometimes about like, what do they think or whatever. It's like, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Like... I know that sounds so, I don't know, can't use that word, but um, I don't know, just, like if I, just te- do, am I not giving Teenage Lika the advice like you're going to have a business one day? You could. I don't know. I don't think Teenage Lika would believe that. <laughs> Teenage Lika <laughs> thought, you want me to do what? <laughs> um... I don't know. I just, I've kind of always had some kind of weird drive to me, too. I just feel like I wouldn't have been so up in my head about, oh, teenage Lika, I think that almost shouldn't have listened to Miss Linda, my mother. <laughs> Listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> because um, she was, like, I'm good, I was good at interior design, but it wasn't my passion. I kind of think that I should have followed what I was really passionate about. Uh-huh. Granted, it probably wouldn't be in the weeds, though. So it's kind of like, I, do I want to change anything? No. But a uh, teenage Lika would probably been awesome makeup artist off the jump and could have saved me some student loans. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't... I don't think I was terrible. <laughs> like, do we want to move on to self-care? Yeah. Again, Hello, we're back. Hello. How fitting, how fitting. <laughs> so on brand. So this is our self-care segment. And anybody want to go? Because I have no idea what I'm going to say. What do you mean? So that's kind of our struggle. Like, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't know how. I, don't, I haven't figured out how to self do self-care yet. So, like... My version of self-care is just is sleeping. Your eyebrows are always on point. Like, no, this is like I need to control this top part right here because I haven't touched them in a while. Maybe it's just because I'm super eyebrow and like that's how I feel about eyelashes. I didn't even get to put mascara on today. Anywho, so um, what I'm processing right now, Lika is trying to get better at um, making time for self-care and actually making an effort for it. But I did tell myself that this week for my day off, I was going to sleep in, and I partially got to do that, so. What kept you from it? 
Um, I had to run some errands, and then I had to come back and do laundry. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny when people say, because several of my friends say, do laundry. I'm like, but it's not like a process. The only thing <laughs> it takes time is the actual, like, folding thing away. I know. So I literally put it in the washer, put it in the dryer, and then there's a huge mound, and it's wrinkled, <laughs> and then I'll put it in with the wet towel later. Like, I really... Yeah. But I live alone, so I don't really have to... Mm-hmm. But is- to bounce off of what you said, um, sleep is actually very important. And mm-hmm. granted, I am getting older by the second, but um, I used to pride myself on being a girl that could only that only needed like four or five hours sleep. And in the Christmas time, I still believe that. <gasps> oh yeah, because it's the happiest, you know, it's the best time of the year unless you're in retail. <laughs> <laughs> So, the truth. <laughs> you like our laugh? Like a yeah. So yeah, um, but sleep, like it does. I've noticed recently. I I don't know if it's what it is, but I've just been maybe it's the heat too. But I've just been really tired lately. Yes. And I noticed that when I sleep well, like my skin looks a lot better. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, get some sleep. Um, and I actually have a friend of mine that wakes up super super early, and she lives literally with a 45 minute nap a day yeah, I, I, I still can't nap I can't I can nap when I'm exhausted yeah. but um, my brain's going a million miles an hour that that does not happen when yeah. it's sleepy time you know it's like I'm forcing like, even last night it's like 10.30 I'm like I'm so tired 2 o'clock in the morning what's on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> that is seriously my life where I'm just like and then I feel guilty for watching TV so late if I'm not working so um, I've heard um, Christina from Social Butterfly ask this, but do you ever feel guilty about working? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it's all like on weekends. Like, do you give yourself that time? Uh, well, part of my job always was working on the weekends. I just started getting some weekends off. But, like, um, two Fridays ago, I was out with JB, and we had dinner, and we're at Red Lobster, and I was just like, it was Friday night, and I was like, oh, I totally forgot to post you know, where we're going to be for the markets this weekend. I'm sorry, this will take me two seconds. You can still talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I really try at the dinner table. Um, I don't want to be that girl. Yeah. So I really try when I'm out with my friends or out with somebody, I am present. Mm-hmm. And if I can't be for some, or if I forgot something, I usually apologize. So I do feel a little guilty. But at the same time, you know, I don't make, I really try not to make it a habit. Because mm-hmm. I don't like... You have to like let go. Like why? Like this actually happened within the last year, um, where it was just kind of like, why am I working so hard if I can't like enjoy my friends and like people? Because mm-hmm. I've done seven days a week for a long time. Like I'm now trying to get some days off here and there, and it still doesn't happen. Where like a full day, like I cannot wait till I can go out of town for three or four days, mm-hmm. and my emails are taken care of. Somebody else is taking care of that. I haven't reached that level yet. So, um, example, like, two August ago, um, I'm at the beach, and Out in SA had done this article on me, and they did a slow roll of the digital version so I could share it. Oh. Of course, the day they let it out, and it, or two weeks had already passed, is the day that I'm under a tent on the sand in the beach no Wi-Fi, uh, and I ended up getting a text from somebody like, hey, like, awesome article, like, from a high school friend that lives yeah. here in San Antonio, I'm just like, no, so I have to walk all the way back to where we're, the condo we're renting, and uh, get on social media and share it, I'm just like, I, I hate this, like, but, but you didn't have to, I know, but I just kind of felt like, 
you waited so long for it to come out that yeah you know that's annoying to yeah. be proactive about it yeah because how am I I'm not am I really gonna enjoy the sand and you know whatever oh but when, that would have been such the win though like had to take a few days off to recharge but came back to this amazing thing I don't know I'm gonna use like spin time. the shit out of it girl <laughs> I that's not a bad idea I know at the time, I was just like, I can't enjoy it. I can't enjoy this lovely weather and whatever. Unless I get this taken care of, I'll be right back. <laughs> like, I try not to beat myself up about not posting on my goose stuff. Like, over the weekend when I got back from baby town. Baby town. I was, I mean, I got home, ate a breakfast taco, went to sleep for four hours. I woke up, we, like, slowly moved around, and then I went back to sleep, and then we went to dinner. And I slept in the car, like in the front seat, like, <laughs> like this is how exhausted I was. Children <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. Um, and I like sometimes I'm like, you know, the engagement. I should have just been. I should have planned it out. Da, 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 da. This is a passion thing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do it when I have time and when it feels good and feels right. And when I devote all the time to it, it'll be great. But sometimes, I mean, like the goofiest posts that I throw up do better than the stuff I plan. I know, right? Um, it's and it's just, just like, like... Stop being so serious. Stop taking yourself so seriously. And I think that some people meet me and they see that I'm really, like, off the cuff and blunt, but I'm kind of like, well, I'm not really good at a poker face unless I'm playing poker. Like, <laughs> honestly. Like, what you see is what you get, and I think that there is something to be said about people that are like that. Like, an open line of communication. I tell my coworkers... If shit's going to hit the fan, I want to know about it in the air, not when it's on the fan coming down on me. Like, if there's nothing we can do about it, the sooner I know, the better. So, um, so as much as you plan stuff, you know, it's just, but that one thing that I think that people that are business owners, because you have to have stamina. How long have you been in business? Uh, three years. It'll be four years in April. Okay. Yeah. So I feel... I just in the last year kind of got to the point where I can't do seven days. Like I feel exhausted and I don't want to like hate what I do because I'm pushing myself so hard, but I've noticed that there is a difference. Maybe it's cause I hit 35. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, seriously, cause I think we're on the same, like you started at 30, mm-hmm. right? And so I was at 30, yeah, 32. I was like 31. Same. Yeah, I was 31. So we're like the same timeline, very similar, yeah. but like something in the last like year or so, we're just like, I feel exhausted and there's something about just, I know it sounds so stupid and my basic elementary like eat better like if I'm gonna be there all day bring a snack so I'm not like eating nachos on a side corner food truck or whatever like I've literally been known to be eating like little tuna and crackers in my car in a parking lot somewhere especially during those like busy seasons mm-hmm. because I don't know I can like look at food and I feel like I put on weight and I'm just trying not to gain weight because of my injury mm-hmm. so no but my butt never looked so good, like, when I was at 250 pounds, but it's just, my back hurt, so, but, I don't know, I feel like just eating better, just, like, I feel like as much as I take care of in the weeds as my baby, I need to take care of myself, too. Um, some little tips that I could give, because I am the girl that breaks out to everything, um, so, we're all, like, addicted to our phones, we were bringing that up earlier, and um, your your hands touch everything. Mm-hmm. And how woman as, as I'm literally chewing my nails. <laughs> That's the only reason why I have yeah. fake nails is because I am a nail biter. I will bite them until they bleed. It's yeah. been a nervous thing 
I've always had. Uh, but it almost, also makes me think of like a steering wheel. Like when was the last time you cleaned your steering wheel? Mm-hmm. And then when I'm taking square payments or whatever, and how many people touch oh, that? Oh, the cards. Like I literally, if I go to the gym to have my phone and I'm sweating on it and people are doing, like I, I'm kind of OCD about alcohol wipes or putting, spraying my phone because if you think about it, um, if you have all those germs on your phone and you put it to your face, uh-huh. like I will break out. Yeah. And most people know that they're on speaker when they call because I don't like putting the phone up to my ear. Yeah. So you just like sit on my boobies <laughs> and I'll be doing something else. Um, but a lot of teenagers are on their phone all the time and you'll notice one side is broken out of their face uh-huh. and the other one isn't. Um, so that's one thing. And then hair conditioning products is another big issue because um, I can't even change like a face wash because I don't make my own face wash yet. Um, and conditioners in the same week because if I break out, I don't know which one did it. So conditioners are a big thing. And if you use a heavy conditioner, if you have really like damaged hair, um, every single time you do a load of laundry, wash your pillowcase. Just throw that in there because all those oils from your hair or maybe, you know, some girls they say not to wash their hair um, every day, but I'm a sweater. Like it's not even cute. Um, yeah, like not glistening. There's no glistening over here. But um, I'm a heavy sweater, and so I wash my hair frequently, but a lot of girls don't, which is good because it's really healthy for your hair. But you're transferring those oils to your pillowcase, and yeah. then you're sleeping on it, and it's all over your face. So, um, I don't know, people just you pay attention. Like, I, you'll see me put my, my hands, like, under my chin if I'm listening to you, but you will never see me do that. And, like, I have these customers that come up to me, and they're like, oh, see, I have this problem, and they're touching their skin. I'm like, stop it. Well, first of all, stop touching your face. <laughs> like, you're making, like, don't do They're like, I know it's so bad. I'm like, make it a habit. Like, what's funny is that I can say that about touching my face, but I cannot about biting my nails. But <laughs> but it's just, you know, little things like that. It's kind of, um, that's been a tip I've always given people with acne is just, like, put your phone down, wipe it, clean your phone. Um, I've talked to people, like, T-Mobile where they take the phone off to the case off oh. and I'm looking at uh, it like oh my god it's so disgusting but at the same time I'm like I just sprayed that like three days ago uh-huh. but you know they're like dude you've seen some disgusting crust phones oh. and stuff like that then uh yeah and testers at um cosmetics counters ladies they are disgusting put it on your hand to check the tone amongst your, like against your your your, your skin tone don't put it on your mouth. Yeah. Don't do it, girl. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. They did a 2020 episode on, like, they, they swabbed them, and it uh-uh. was disgusting. No. That's why like I don't... Like, the one that comes with the thing, or, like, the extra testers? Like, the testers that they have to just see like the Like, at color. Sephora? Yeah. Like, those, the plain ones? The white ones? What do you mean, the white ones? Oh, okay. So, you're talking about stuff that, like, eyeshadow. And, yeah. Like, or lipsticks, lipsticks or whatever. They have the lipsticks open so that's you can just, see the color. That's me out. Yeah, but, no, I have girls at my table, too, and I keep the lip balms open so they can see the color, they can smell them, but you'd be surprised. In the middle of the summer, and they're sweaty, 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 stick their finger in it and put it on their mouth, and I'm not going to tell them not to because I'm not their mother, but, you know, it's not the best thing. I don't want to yeah. scold the customer when they come up to my table, but... Um, people don't think about stuff like that. They're not the first person that's been there. And, you know, you don't even know. I'm so traumatized right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. I don't do it anyway. I don't mess with Now you never will. I don't mess with lipsticks at the store. You never will. I'm like, I would say put it on your hand and 
Yeah, see the color, but no. If you get boils, at least you get them on your hands. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. oh, on that note. <laughs> on that note, self-care, do not test stuff on your actual face. Yeah, especially because I've had, like, I have the epitome of customers that are allergic to a million things. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, another one would be that, like, because we say that artificial fragrance, like, fragrance is our F word. Um, I don't know if y'all knew, but on the back of, like, anything that says fragrance, fragrance is considered a proprietary blend. So um, companies don't have to disclose what's in it because it's proprietary. So there can be anywhere from 50 to 3,000 chemicals in that fragrance oil and known um, carcinogens get snuck in there all the time. Um, There was a recent article, I totally scared the Nabo ladies um, because I said um, like Chanel had a perfume and Hugo Boss, I can't remember which ones, but they were reverse engineered and had known carcinogens in them. Crazy. So I tell ladies, and this one lady came up to me, she's like, I wear Chanel all the time. I was like, I'm not saying throw out all your perfumes, Mm -hmm. but if you really want to spray your clothes before you put them on so that you're not putting like the alcohol and all that stuff. If I do wear perfume and for some reason like a nozzle gets accidentally sprayed on my face, I'm like freaking out. (laughs) Like, um, just because I'm really sensitive to like alcohol and it'll break out. Like, I don't have to do much. Um, I'll break out something, but I've heard of allergies, uh, like crazy, like, and it, we really try to cater to people that have sensitive skin because, you know, I break out, like I said, to everything. And um, my brother and my sister both have psoriasis, which I didn't even know that it ran in our family until like I was two years into business. So I was like, oh. Mom, like this could have totally <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> you know, there were your testimonials. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. And uh, so, but. Their diet, um, I'm sure they wouldn't be too upset if I said that I can tell that their diet is worse than mine. Because, um, you know, they're both on the go. Like, my sister has never had a salad in her life. Ever. Mm. Have you yes. had a salad? Yeah, of course. Okay. Because <laughs> you just said, hmm, that's no big deal. I mean, yeah. Well, just like, she's like, no vegetables. Like, it's always... Oh, no, Jesse it's more blows, vegetables It blows my mind when people are like, um... They want their burgers dry and like <laughs> just meat and cheese. I'm like, they that's don't my want sister. Like, that's how my cousins are. Uh, yeah. yeah, plain and dry. Well, I can't do it. No. Oh. Yeah, but so, um, but yeah, and water makes a big difference. Like, there are times when I am going through, like, just kind of like a self detox where, like, during the holidays, there's just so many parties, and I just feel like I'm kind of tired of drinking, but. It really dehydrates your skin, and it's difficult because um, for different events, I get photographed a lot, but there's a noticeable difference in my skin when I've had to drink several times a week mm-hmm. than when I'm just drinking a lot of water or, like, a infusion tea or something like that. Just I really try not to do Cokes anymore, but I kind of got addicted to Gatorades a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get off the Gatorade now, too, just because I was on this, like... Well, it's better than sodas, but that's I mean, not by a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, water. Just there is a. I've noticed a big difference in my skin too. Just from like, how am I super oily, but my skin looks super dry at the same time? And it's alcohol. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, about that. 
Yeah, and I never used to have this problem before. But as soon as I hit 35. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're stressing me out, man. <laughs> okay. How old are you, Jessica? 32. Oh, that's my favorite number. <laughs> that's a random one. You want All right, it? we're going to do the it. next segment? Yeah. Okay, we'll be back. Right, that was episode 20. Yay! Thank you, Lika, so much for being here and sharing your insight. Where can people find you? Well, first of all, thank y'all so much for having me. I've had a blast. Um, you can find me um, on social media on Facebook under In the Weeds Natural Skincare. I'm also on Instagram under the same name, In the Weeds Natural Skincare, but with underscores. It should have been periods. Didn't think it through. <laughs> but um, that's me trying to get, uh, you know, what I was trying to learn Instagram. On top of that, um, you can see our products on our website, which is shopintheweeds.com. And we have a blog there. <clears throat> if you have any blog ideas or um, questions that you would like answered, I can definitely write, um, you know, a blog for that. Because sometimes I don't, I don't know what everyone's interested in knowing about yeah so um but yeah shopintheweeds.com we're also on twitter but um it's under in the weeds underscore skin mm. which is just a lot of stuff that's shared from our other social media handles so yeah and then if you're in the rgv we were just featured in the monitor um last friday so there's a big article going down there investing the rgv still so but yeah Awesome. Yeah, go de- definitely check out her products. They're super fun. And my uh, makeup bag has a few in it. Mm. Nice. Yay. So, what else? I do. You can follow <laughs> us. Sorry. It's been a long day, you guys. Really I'm a mess. If you can tell by the Insta story. I needed a nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Ithu, A-Y-T-U podcast. On Facebook. Facebook, the same A-Y-T-U podcast. And you can hear us on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Cast, Pocket Cast. A few more. Um, but make sure to rate, like, review, share with your friends. And uh, as always, own your Ithu moment. Yay. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Bye.